0: What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of Thriving in the Trenches. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Callum that was over the last couple weeks. I know I really enjoyed it. Uh, this next couple of episodes is going to be an interview I conducted with Jules and he's got some very insightful things to say and interesting story here so uh, we'll get right to it hope you folks enjoy it and as always always uh, appreciate feedback. Hey what's going on folks it's Jonesy back with uh, another episode of Thriving in the Trenches and today I've got uh, buddy Jules here with me he was one of the students in the Alpha Code is how we connected and um, I'm just going to Open up the floor to him and let him share a little bit. So, Jules, go ahead and tell the folks about yourself.
1: Thanks, uh, thanks Jonesy. um, Yeah, so I'm I'm Jules Moore. I've got four kids, a um, a blended family. I've got two step uh, kids and um, and my two as well. They're all uh, 12 through to uh, 17 uh, years of age. So, four teenagers, which has its own challenges. um, And I'm 45 years old. I live in Perth, Australia. And um yeah, look, I th- I thought I'd share just a bit of my um a bit of my story. And so a um when uh when I was six years old, a um my um my dad was killed, he was murdered actually. A um uh there was a, a guy who picked my dad out from a crowd and um thought it would be a good idea to try and fake his own death and he needed someone that looked similar to him. And so he literally picked my dad out from a crowd. And they um and my dad was selling sort of insurance at the time. And and my dad went around to his house and and this completely random, this guy um murdered him with a sledgehammer and um and wrapped his body up, um, freaked out because there was a mess everywhere, and wrapped his body up, put it in his van, uh, drove down the freeway in the UK, dumped the body and and a couple of days later the police caught up with him and, and i was six years old my brother was four my sister was six months old um my mum was like 24 uh yeah 20 yeah it's 24 years old and I, um you know she uh, she had no job we had the we had the the media just um, parts on our front lawn maybe like 20 30 members of the press parts on our front lawn at the time because it was a big deal back then um, like 35 years ago. And I, um, and so I just remember running from house to house to house with, with mom. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And, and then eventually I saw on the TV um, a picture of my dad and me and my brother and my sister and my mom. And it was used to sort of made murdered. And so, you know, that was pretty, that was something really fucking full on that happened when I was six years old. So that was when you,
0: you first discovered that once you saw the picture on the TV, you had no clue what was going on prior to that?
1: No, I, I I I said to mum, this is just what I can remember. Uh, uh, you know what's that? And then they they uh, decided to sit down and tell me what had happened. Yeah. This was maybe like three, three days later, bro. Hmm. Um, yeah, and um, so the, the the reason I share that um, um, with you is because it um, was a real sort of powerful uh, lesson that I got from that. And um, and even though when I was six years old, I remember just crying myself to sleep for like a year or something um mm-hmm. but my mom my mom kind of had two different paths that she could have taken one just being crushed and a mess within that and the other path that she she picked was to be just an a um a, a survivor man uh, mm-hmm. like sh- she um within um so that happened when she was like 24 um between the age of 24 and 47 mom went and set up six different businesses um ran them sold them and had seven kids um and retired and retired at the age of 47 we um, need to get your mom on here all of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's got some wisdom for us i'm sure she's a real powerhouse man and i um for sure and um but you know what i got what she what i got from that was being a survivor you know just work hard to whatever it is that you want to get in life you can get it to but to work hard in that um and then um mum we married when i was nine and i um and then my dad i um uh came along uh colin and i um you know, and my stepdad now is a beautiful man, absolutely love him to bits. He's brilliant and he's great with my kids. Um, but he was an absolute fucking nightmare <laughs> between the age of nine and sixteen. Oh, that's how I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he struggled with all all the different kids in the house to manage his emotions and his anger. And so mm-hmm. he used to break stuff and smash stuff. And I remember him throwing a chair down the corridor and going through a, a, a door and breaking plates. And I just remember feeling sort of threatened within that uh, yeah, um, but I, I and i found that really challenging in those sort of um like nine ten years old through to teenage years all, all the different mm-hmm. interactions and altercations with dad um so that uh, that happened and then i met my wife um when i was 20 when i was 16 and they um um i think in those years as well when that, that was happening with my stepdad i changed schools <laughs> like when i know it's like that one and a half years into high school i changed from a state school to a private school and so i was like an outsider yeah, and yeah. i remember the kids i remember being bullied pretty uh heavily at high school the the kids would say uh pile on, and one kid would jump on top of you and then 20 teenagers would pile on top of you oh yeah yeah about 800 800 kilo, kilos on top. I remember one time just having my face against a burning hot radiator, but these pipes that are like 80 degrees C and just screaming to, to get off. So, um, that's look, I had all of that happen in my childhood, but then I have a whole bunch of really fun memories from my childhood as well around mm. holidays that we went on and, and, and happy times. But there's various parts of that which were full on and uh, just hard, man. Um, yeah,
0: it sounds like it.
1: So um so kind of I think you know what I what I desperately wanted, I remember with absolute clarity when I was 16 years old, I was like I knew exactly what I wanted at 16. I remember this vivid image that I want that, that I wanted. I wanted a stone house in the countryside with a white picket fence, I wanted three bedrooms, um, four bedroom house, sorry. Um I wanted to have paid off half. This is when I was 16, right? It's a bit weird. Mm. I, I wanted to have paid off half the mortgage. I was quite mm. clear on that. Uh, by the time – and this was all – I wanted all this by the time I was 30. And I, mm. I wanted to be married, three kids, um, four bedroom house, stone house in the country with a white picket fence and a portion of the drive <laughs> and, I, um, and to be married. And, and, and I was like, that's the vision that I want. And so I, I applied to like 45 different companies for sponsorship, decided to be an engineer. And started going down a path of being an engineer to um, achieve that. And I I was very clear that if I had these things, I would, and I wanted to, uh, so that was one thing. If I had these things, I I would be happy. And then the second thing is I just was absolutely relentless on, I I want my kids to have a really happy childhood. Yeah. Those are the two two big, two big things, man. And, and that was, I think that just became like for me like a driving force in everything I was I was doing and um, and so I, but I remember getting to so I went to university got a degree did all the things that you'd want your parent your parents would want you to do uh, started working moved to Australia when I was twenty five um, started moving up through management and mm-hmm. a, um and um, got managed got a like an engineering manager's job and then an a manager's job and and i um and it got to um i remember getting to the age of 30 and it was the first time that i i looked back and and i went i've got a house i've reached 30 and i've got i I bought a house it was my first house it was like pretty much a million bucks um this is like 14 years ago so my first million dollar house and i um and i got a decent car got a great job had two kids was married um oh so you I, a, achieved
0: your 16 year old vision right
1: the hell that I remember I did actually have a white picket fence at that point when I, when I was 30 <laughs> years old I don't know what it was about white picket fence bro um I didn't have a I didn't have a Porsche that's fine but I remember just achieving all of these things and then thinking actually I'm not happy mm-hmm. That was the first time when I was about 30, thinking I've done all, I've relentlessly done all these things, but that hasn't brought me happiness. Mm-hmm. And, I, um, and so, you know, from there, Jones, um, kind of like I, in, f- in five years, I was um, just where my kids were born. This is my, my, my mates used to call me the machine. Um, so I would get up at six, um, go or be at work at half six, I'd work till four o'clock in the afternoon. I I would then um, drive into the city in Melbourne, and I'd do an MBA um, at Melbourne Business School, which was business school then. A um, and I'd do that till ten o'clock at night. I'd come home and I'd continue to renovate a house yeah, I mean- till one o'clock in the morning, and then get up at six and i did five five years i did an M, I held a full time job as a engineering manager in defense and i did an mba and i bought sold and renovated five houses and had two kids Dang,
0: in, we're in a that five year
1: period i can see where <laughs> um, your friends just, had that nickname for you yeah for, for real. and that, so that was that was that kind of like relentless pursuit of like something to make me happy man and and i um I'll fast forward to when I was. um, i had been in lived in Australia for twenty years now, but six years ago, when my marriage collapsed, um, I was living in an area called North Cottesloe, which in Perth um, it would be like it would be like the equivalent of Beverly Hills for Perth or something, right? So it's like one of the fancy suburbs, and and I I thought, okay, well that will make me happy living in a fancy suburb, and I was trying to keep up with the you know the people around me and I was working really hard um and I bought uh end up getting Maxine out this is just before I separated with my wife um I, I remember uh going getting a, a big loan to get a massive a 42 foot flybridge boat that could take mm-hmm. us over to Rotness Island um I thought if I get a boat that'll be make me happy mm-hmm. I'd had a I'd had a shit car for a while, and and Kirsty said, "Look, you really should go and uh, get a decent car." A um, and I'm happy for you to get a nice car. Um, and I actually went into I would have never done this before, but I went to the Porsche garage and, and got a hundred nine thousand dollars loan to buy a brand new Porsche Macan. Wow. <laughs> uh, and um and I remember, and I started just dating myself up to the hill uh, a. But I, I remember specifically driving out of the Porsche garage um, and the guy walked up and I, uh, the salesman, and I pulled, well, I, I went the window down and he just, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, hey, um, mate, you really deserve this. And I just remember it feeling really, really fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. And as I drove away, as I drove away in this Porsche, I just felt this um this feeling that this isn't me and and almost like a shallowness and i remember driving places to look at houses because i still buy and sell houses and people would treat you differently they treat you with respect and they treat you they would just treat you differently right um but there was just like an uneasy and creepiness about it i just kind of like i couldn't quite describe it and so i i I sat i got up to maybe like with the boat and the car um maybe like a hundred and and credit cards hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of debt mm. um i was earning earning good money flying straight out the door as well and they um and then my marriage collapsed uh i've been together for 23 years um with kirsty i was desperately trying hard to make sure that the kids could go to the best private schools and have the best of everything and i um and you know she um without going into too much detail i mean um, she had been seeing someone else but then you know i also take responsibility without a shadow of a doubt for the collapse of my marriage and that mm. had her do that as well and i um and I just remember just being on a ball on the bathroom floor, bro, just a bro- broken man, just crying and crying and crying and crying, and crying in a ball for like two hours uh, in a way that I just hadn't cried for like 25 years, not since my mm-hmm. dad had died. And I um, and I thought, right. That's it. I've got to reboot my life. Um,
0: All right, folks, we're going to stop it there. Tune back in for the conclusion next week. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved, you are appreciated, and no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.